The focus of this parak, this chapter, is when a woman gives birth, and the Torah in Parashat Tazriah describes that when a woman gives birth to a baby boy, she is Tomei for seven days, a week, just like a Nida is Tomei for seven days. As well as that, just like a Nida, she is forbidden to have relations with her husband during that week. Now, at the end of that week, she would go to the mikveh in order to purify herself of that impurity that she has. And for the most part, she is considered to be purified, although not 100%. For example, she is still forbidden to eat the meat of Korobonais or to enter into the Beis HaMikdash. But for the most part, she's considered to be pure, and she is permitted to have relations with her husband for the next 33 days. In fact, even if blood exits her womb during those 33 days until the 40th day, in general, when blood exits her womb, she becomes Tome as a nidah, and it's forbidden for her to have relations with her husband for the next week. However, during these 33 days, even if blood does exit the womb, she does not become a nidah, so she would still be permitted to have relations with her husband. Now, after the 33 days have ended, we're now holding at the end of the 40th day. The next day, on the 41st day, she would bring certain korbanais, certain sacrifices in the Beis HaMikdash, after which she is considered to be fully pure, and she can even enter into the Beis HaMikdash and eat the meat of korbanais because she is now fully purified. If she gives birth to a baby daughter, then everything is the same. However, we double those figures. Instead of her being Tomei for one week, she would be Tomei for two weeks, 14 days. And after that, she goes through a period of 66 days. Not just 33, but 66 days until the 80th day after giving birth. And during that entire period, she is permitted to have relations with her husband. And even if blood exits her womb, she will not become a nidah. Most of the Mishnahis of this parak talk about a woman who miscarries or aborts. Something comes out of her body, but it's not a surviving child. And the question is whether we identify it as a human fetus, in which case it would require all of the laws that we just described. It doesn't need to be a surviving child for those laws to apply. Or it could be that we don't even consider it to be a fetus, in which case it will not make her Tomei. Hamapeles Chaticha, a woman who aborts a piece of flesh which lacks any human features to it, it's just one piece of flesh. If with it there is blood that came out of her womb, then Tomeya, she would be Tomei, not because of the flesh that came out. The flesh over here is not considered to be a fetus, so she wouldn't become Tomei as a woman for giving birth or miscarrying a baby human. Rather, she would be Tomei because she's a nidah since blood exited her womb. Vimlav, if there is no blood that comes out with it, Tahira, she's totally pure, she doesn't become a nidah because there's no blood, and she isn't Tomei for having given birth because there was no human fetus over there. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, In either case, she would be Tomei, even if they can't see any blood, since according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's impossible for the womb to open up without any blood coming out of it. And since this piece of flesh definitely did come from the womb, Rabbi Yehuda says that certainly some blood exited the womb, so even if we aren't able to see it, that must be because it dissolved, it got lost on the way, however, certainly blood did exit the womb, and therefore she did become a nidah according to Rabbi Yehuda. So for the next seven days, she would be Tomei, and she would be forbidden to have relations with her husband. Mission base. Hamapelis come in Clipper, a woman who aborts some piece of flesh that looks a bit like the peel of a fruit, Kamin Sarah, or it has the shape of a hair, Kamin Ofar, 
or it looks a bit like a piece of dirt, or it looks like little red insects, in all of these cases, certainly she wouldn't have the laws of a woman who has given birth or miscarried a human fetus. These don't really identify at all as a human fetus. However, it could be that this is blood that has come out of the womb. It might have clotted and hardened a bit into a particular shape, but it could be blood. So tatil lamayim, she should place it inside of water. And imnimoichu, if it dissolves, tameo, she would be tome as a nidor, because then it's clear that it was indeed blood. Vimlav, if it doesn't dissolve, then it appears to be some piece of flesh. So she wouldn't be a nidor. And likewise, the laws of a woman who gives birth wasn't, wouldn't apply since it's not flesh that is part of a human fetus. Hamapelis kemin dogim, chagovim, shkotsim, a woman who aborts a piece of flesh that has the appearance or the shape of fish or a different creature that is in the sea, or a small locust-like, insect-like, or any creeping animal or worm, if it has any kind of shape like that, over here, because it does have a very much identifiable shape, so there's not really any chance that it's considered to be a piece of blood. It's clear that it's a piece of flesh. However, it's not the flesh of a human being. So, so the laws of a woman who gives birth would not apply. The only question is, is she considered to be a nidda? So if blood came out with them from the womb, she would be Tommy for seven days as a nidda. But if not, then she would still be pure. It should be noted that, of course, Rabbi Yehuda, just like he argued in the previous Mishnah, he would also argue over here because Rabbi Yehuda understands that it's impossible for the womb to open up without any blood coming out of it. And since these pieces of flesh definitely came from the womb, that means that blood must have exited the womb as well. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, she would be Tomei in this case as well, even if we're not able to see the blood right now. If a woman aborts, that means that a piece of flesh came out of her body, which has the shape of a domesticated animal or a more wild animal or a bird. And we're talking specifically about a case where the face of the fetus is a human face, but the rest of the fetus has the appearance of a different animal. Whether the rest of the body looks like a kosher animal or a non-kosher animal, since the face is like a regular human face for a fetus, she therefore does have the laws of a woman who has given birth to a human fetus. It depends on the facial features, and therefore in Zohar, if it is a male child, she would sit the days that she would for a male child, meaning she would be Tommy for a week, and then for the next 33 days she would be pure, even if blood exits her womb, if and if it is a female, then Keva, she would literally sit for the days of a baby girl. That is to say, she would be Tommy for 14 days, and then she would have a period of 66 days, during which she is pure and she can have relations with her husband, even if blood exits her womb. What happens if it is unknown? They are not able to identify whether it is a male or a female child. She would sit for the days of a male and a female. That is to say, she needs to be strict either way. So that means she would need to consider herself Tome for 14 days, not just seven days. And she can only consider herself to be pure until the 40th day since childbirth, not until the 80th day, in case it's a boy. And this they would need to do because of the doubt that they have whether she gave birth to a child that's considered to be male or female. Dirab Meir, 
That is the opinion of Rebmeyer. According to Rebmeyer, the only case in which a woman would need to ha- go according to the laws of one who gives birth is if the face fully resembles and contains the features of a human face. If the face is not literally 100% a human face, then these laws would not apply. On the other hand, only a fetus that doesn't have the form and the features of a human being at all, only that is not considered to be a child for which these laws would apply. But if there is even a small resemblance to a human, if there are certain features on the face that resemble a human's face, even if it's not a regular human face, that would also be sufficient for these laws to apply. Originally Gimel, Hamapenes Shofer, one who aborts a Shofer, that means that a piece of flesh that is really the beginning stages of a human fetus came out of the woman's body. It was in her womb and it came out already at that stage. Mole Mayim, it was filled with water. Mole Dom, or it was filled with blood. Mole Gnunim, it was filled with fluids that were different colours. She does not need to be concerned that this has the status of a child for which the laws of a woman who has given birth would apply. Since it is so underdeveloped, it's not considered to be a human fetus yet. And therefore those would not those laws of a woman who has given birth wouldn't apply. So the only reason why she would be Tome is as a nidos, so that would depend on whether blood came out with it or not. The Imhoyomurukam, if the fetus, however, had a particular form, it had the shape of a human fetus. That means that it has developed enough, and in that case, she would have the laws of a woman who has given birth. However, certainly at this stage of the development of the fetus, it can't be identified whether it is a male or a female fetus. And therefore, just like in the previous Mishnah, Teshev Lezachov Keva, she would need to sit the days of a male and a female according to the more stringent option, which once again means that she would be Tomei for 14 days in case it was a girl. And only until the 40th day can she rely on the fact that she is certainly pure, even if blood comes out of her womb, in case it is a boy. Like we mentioned, if one gives birth to a boy, then there is a period until the 40th day where the woman will certainly be pure, and if she gives birth to a girl, then it's until the 80th day. So we're here where we're under doubt, so she would only be able to rely on that until the 40th day. Mishra Dalad, Hamapela Sandal, a woman who aborts. Again, that means that a piece of flesh comes out of her body. And over here, it is a fetus that we can see has developed enough. However, it has been squashed. It could be that the reason why it's called a sandal is because it's as if a sandal or someone with their shoe has stepped on it and squashed it. And because of this, it cannot be identified whether it is a male or a female fetus. Or if an amniotic sac, which is the sac in which a fetus develops until it is fully developed and ready to be born, if that comes out of the woman's body, in both of these cases, the woman would have to act in accordance to what we just described. She sits the days for a male and a female, which means that she will be Tome for 14 days, and only until the 40th day can she assume herself to be pure, even if blood comes out of her womb. Even though a sack itself is not a reason for her to have these laws applying to her, the fact that a sack came out is definitely an indication that there was a fetus there. Perhaps it got dissolved, but there certainly was a fetus, and therefore she would be Tomei just like any woman who miscarries. 
Likewise, Shilyaba Bayis, if there is an amniotic sac that comes out of a woman inside of a particular house or a room, Habayis Tome, anything in that room or house is considered to be Tome. A dead human body transfers impurity to anything which is underneath the same roof, and since we assume that there was a human fetus over here that came out of the woman's body, even if we don't see it, it is assumed to have been there, and therefore anything in that house would be Tome. Now the Mishnah emphasizes, Leisha Shilyovlad. It's not that we consider the amniotic sac to have the same status as an actual fetus. And it's as if the amniotic sac itself transfers the impurity. No, it's just because there's no such thing as an amniotic sac being produced without a fetus. And since an amniotic sac came out of her body, certainly a fetus came out as well. And that is why anything in that room would be Tomei. Rabbi Shimon, I'm Rabbi Shimon, says that it's true that an amniotic sac is only created if there is a need for it, which means that a fetus was certainly produced. However, why is it that we can't see it now? Not because it might have got lost or anything. According to Rabbi Shimon, we assume that it dissolved, which means that it could very well be that the amniotic sac came out of her body without a fetus. As long as the fetus is inside of her body, it does not transfer impurity to the things that are underneath the same roof. Only once it exits her body. And since we didn't see the fetus exit her body, we can assume that Nimoy Kavlad... The fetus dissolved before the sac came out of her body, and the fetus never actually came out of her body, in which case it would not have transferred impurity to the things underneath the same roof, and therefore they would remain pure according to Rabbi Shimon.